Park Hopping Podcast number 23. Celebrating 10 years of posting Disney stuff on the internet. This is another crappy podcast production. Hi there, this is Alan of DisneyFans.com, and this is the Park Hopping Podcast, the podcast that proves beyond a shadow of a doubt that, yeah, anyone can have their own podcast. Try not to be too impressed, okay? You should start your own. Everyone else is. Well, I've made it to landmark show number 23, and on this special occasion, I wanted to start out with a little show update. First, I'd like to welcome all of the latest listeners, both of them, to the Park Hopping Podcast family. I'm now podcasting to an audience of about... Uh, 12, I think. And if you're one of those listening to me right now, and I sure hope you are, please take a moment to drop by anothercrappypodcast.com and click on the world map link at the top of the page. That will take you to my Frapper map, where you can enter your zip code and it will display a little push pin on the map representing where you listen to this show from. I think the last time I checked, at least three of you had done that, so thanks. Now, go bring friends. And if you don't have any, well, make some friends and then bring them. Ah, yes, it's just like being in high school all over again. As you can tell from the new intro, I just realized that 2006 will be my 10th year of posting Disney theme park stuff on the Internet. Although I was certainly involved with Disney-related message boards years before that, you know, on an online service called Genie, run by General Electric, it wasn't until I got my first digital camera in 96 that I began taking and posting photos for my Disney trips. You can go back to my show number one and hear a bit more about how and why I got into this. But it looks like ten years have gone by and I've expanded from pictures to videos to 3D videos and now podcasting. It's pretty amazing considering the first Disney discussion I had online was on a text-based pay service that didn't even have pictures or sound. And you had to pay by the hour to use it. Ah, fun times. I'd like to mention another podcast I've been experimenting with. Between shows number 18 and number 19, I published a little demo called Kingdom Herald. It was an example of what a daily Disney theme park news update might sound like. The idea was that news could be posted when it happens, instead of waiting a week for a Week in Review news update. Since each episode would only be a few minutes long, it would be painless to subscribe to in addition to other longer weekly podcasts. Now, I put out a few test episodes talking about how it could be done using some silly fake news, and I've started posting some real ones. I didn't plan on being the one doing this show, but it looks like I'll keep putting out short episodes now and then as long as I have the time. I'm still interested in talking to others who might want to help out with the project. You can drop me an email at alan at disneyfans.com. And if you'd like to check it out, you can find a link at anothercrappypodcast.com or subscribe via iTunes. Um, the direct address is feeds.feedburner.com slash kingdomherald. But if you're like me, you probably don't have a pen and paper in your hands while you're listening to this thing. So, you know, just search for it or go to the website or something. I haven't submitted it to any podcast directories other than iTunes, so it's going to be interesting to see how many subscribers it gets. It's starting off really, really strong, though. It kind of surprised me considering you know that it's not any any of the directories yet well check it out if you want and we'll see what happens and now on with the show today i have another show for you to look forward to or fast forward through as we explore the many adventures of winnie the pooh I, oh man i'm starting to rhyme it must be really late winnie the pooh began life as a series of children's books in the 1920s 
In 61, Walt Disney obtained rights to the characters for use in cartoons and films, with the first being uh, Winnie the Pooh and the Honey Tree from 66. Over the years, there's been several more cartoons featuring the lovable stuffed bear and um, bringing along all the merchandising that a successful franchise deserves. It's been said that Winnie the Pooh generates more revenue for the Disney company than the Fab Five combined, and that would be you know Mickey, Minnie, Pluto, Donald, Goofy, for those of you playing along at home. Now, it should come as no surprise that eventually the Walt Disney Company would want to capitalize on this by installing more than just a Pooh-themed gift shop in their theme parks. It was time for Pooh to have his own ride. It was announced that a new Winnie the Pooh ride would be built at Florida's Magic Kingdom, and there was much rejoicing, except by those who didn't like the fact that the new ride was going to be built where Mr. Toad's wild ride already was. In 99, Mr. Toad was gone and replaced by the all-new Mini Adventures of Winnie the Pooh Dark Ride. There were a lot of Mr. Toad fans upset by this, and a famous Save Toad campaign was started, which included a website and petition and all that stuff that we hope makes an impact, but usually doesn't. There was even Save Toad bumper stickers, I think, and I think I have one of them somewhere, probably in that box of Disney stuff I hid in the basement. I guess the real problem a lot of us had was that the whole point of Walt buying all the property in Florida was so that he'd have plenty of room to build and expand. In Walt's Epcot presentation film, he specifically mentioned this. So one thing we don't need is a fence to protect us from trespassing. Here in Florida, we have something special we never enjoyed at Disneyland. A blessing of size. There's enough land here to hold all the ideas and plans we could possibly imagine. But the Disney folks made the decision to convert an existing attraction rather than build a new one, and Mr. Toad had to go, probably because, though a lot of us liked the ride, not so many of us knew much about what it was based on, or more likely none of us were buying the Mr. Toad action figures or stuffed animals. But Pooh, on the other hand, Disney knew they could sell. And what better way to start selling stuffed animals than by putting them in a themed gift shop at the exit of a related ride? So in June of 99, the new Winnie the Pooh ride opened in Florida, and I got to visit in November that same year. I remember standing in the typical long new ride line for a long new ride line time. Uh, the ride itself I really liked. It was a traditional Disney-style carnival blacklight ride like the others in Fantasyland, but it used a lot more modern special effects. You know, fiber optics and even a motion base on the ride vehicles that kind of let it bounce with Tigger and float through the floods. That's pretty neat. And it's a good thing most of us don't know anything about Pooh's Honey Hunt uh, that opened up in Tokyo Disneyland the following year. It used ride technology that would match any e-ticket here in the States. And if you don't believe me, find a video of it online somewhere. Now that's a Pooh ride. Uh, but I digress. Pooh was in and Toad was out, and many of us were wondering why Disney couldn't just have kept them both. Now, Disney may have thought about this a bit, because three years later, a version of Pooh opened up at Disneyland, but it didn't require the closing down of Mr. Toad. I'd like to think this was because Disney figured out how much people missed Mr. Toad, but it might have just been that there simply wasn't enough room in the old Toad building for where they wanted to build the new ride. The one in Florida actually took over two tracks of Mr. Toad for the one track of the new Pooh ride, so it used the space of kind of two little dark rides that weaved in and out of each other. Instead, Pooh in Disneyland moved to Critter Country and replaced the Country Bear Jamboree, which still exists out in Florida. Okay, you still with me? 
In California, a lot of people were sad to see the bears go. Here we go again. I mean, you know, it it had been there since 1973 when Bear Country was added. It was uh, a new land at the park, and it was the first Disney land since New Orleans Square, and it was the first new land since Walt had passed away. They kind of built this whole area just for the country bears. And after the popularity of country bears in Florida from a few years earlier, Disneyland's version was built with two theaters instead of just one. It was bigger, and it had its own land. But it wasn't the original bears. It seems that Disney kept the original toad in Disneyland and the original country bears in Florida, instead of, and instead it uh, closed down two sequel versions and added two new rides. Well, okay, one new ride and one sequel to that new ride, whatever. Oh, my my brain hurts now. It really is late. Anyway, the point is, Mr. Toad people can still ride the original Mr. Toad, or at least the redone version of the original Mr. Toad at Disneyland. The Country Bear people can still watch the original Country Bears in their original home at the Magic Kingdom in Florida. Which brings us back to Winnie the Pooh. Now, the Florida version has a comic book-style loading area, the, car- the carnival facade that most of uh, Fantasyland has, and the ride vehicles look like large honeypots that wobble their way through the ride. Disneyland has far fewer thunderstorms than Florida gets, so they made use of the outside area around the former Country Bear Playhouse, and their poo loads outside in the open, and then it goes into the show building. So Disneyland certainly has a prettier exterior and a queue area than the little zigzag carnival lines in Florida. Now, the rides themselves are pretty similar, um, but the order of the scenes is quite different. A few of the effects are improved at the Disneyland version, but some of the neat effects in Florida just weren't brought over. And I'm not sure which one I prefer, so I think let's take a ride on both of them and see if that helps us compare. We start by park hopping over to the Magic Kingdom in Florida for a ride on the many adventures of Winnie the Pooh in November 1999. This ride-through is from November 6, 1999. Winnie the Pooh in Florida is in Fantasyland, and it has a typical zigzaggy cattle queue area for the loading area, and all around you are large pages from a Winnie the Pooh picture book. You see pictures of the different characters and a lot of text from the stories as you zigzag in and out. And when you get up close enough, you can see that the ride vehicles are actually honeypots that seat four people. They load and then go off to the, to the left. So two by two, and you stand on these little splotches of honey on the ground, and the vehicle pulls up, you get in, and here we go. The vehicle heads towards a a page from the book with Winnie the Pooh holding a balloon, and it turns to the right and goes through a torn page actually into the book. The first scene is the blustery day with all the wind. Piglet is spiraling around on the left. Eeyore and Pooh with a balloon are on the right. Ahead, we see Kanga and Roo trying to hold on to each other. We see Rabbit off to the right. And in front of us is a barn-looking vehicle that's kind of shaking in the wind, and the doors open, we go inside, and the whole building is shaking, and we see Al sitting in a rocking chair up on a branch above us, waving. It gets a little dark, and we kind of go to the right. Doors open, and we see a picture book in front of us, and Tigger pops up from it. And now the ride vehicle starts bouncing slightly as we go into a wood area. We see Tigger bouncing on his tail directly in front of us. We turn to the left. There's a log lying on its side, and as we get close, Tigger pops up from behind. 
We turn to the right, go through some more woods and bushes, and Tigger pops down from the ceiling. Turn to the left, and we see Tigger lying on top of Pooh, who's on his back. Turn to the right, and we see a picture book page with Pooh next to a window with rain through the window. The door is open, and we enter Pooh's house. We see Pooh in a rocking chair, and as the lights fade out, he slowly rises up from his body, and then we follow a projected Pooh around the corner into the psychedelic woozles scene with all the black lights and rotating lights. We zigzag to the left and pass a mirror so we can see ourselves in the mirror. Go to the right, and there's a woozle who blows a big smoke ring at us. We circle around this to the left and then back to the right. Lots of spinny, psychedelic scenes. In front of us is what looks like a giant hot air balloon. We actually go into the hot air balloon and the bottom of it opens. We go out the back under some uh, watering pots and there's some storm and lightning. In front of us we see a page from the book and it actually shows a cloud at the top and there's rain raining down the page, a projection effect, and you can see the water and the letters of the book are actually running off the page. It's really nice. Now we enter the rainstorm, the flood area of the ride. Lots of fiber optic droplets of water, projected rain, ER on the left, rabbit, owl in his chair, tigger and piglet on the left. And all this time, our ride vehicle is kind of wobbling like it's on water. Looks like we got stopped there for a second when we're doing my taping. And we start going again, and we see Pooh sticking out of a dark area where there's honey around it, so he's stuck in the tree. Doors open. In front of us, we see a picture book open with a birthday party going on in front of it. The next page has Pooh sticking out of the uh, page of the book with his... Uh, hands and face covered in honey. All around us to the left and right, we see more pages of the book. Looks like we're paused for a quick second here. Again, we're completely surrounded by pages from the book. We'll start going forward again and turn to the left, and ahead of us we can see the unload area and the final page that says, The End. We turn back to the right, and there is the unload area. And now we can park hop back over to Disneyland in California without even needing a hand stamp and make our way to the far back section of the park where Pooh and his friends are waiting for us in Critter Country. This recording was made on August 27, 2004. Since Disneyland's Winnie the Pooh is at the far back end of the park in Critter Country, the surroundings are completely different from Fantasyland in Florida. There's lots of trees and woods, and since we're actually using the area that used to be Country Bear Jamboree, it has a real country feeling to it. In fact, we walk in through an open barn that has the Adventures of Winnie the Pooh sign above it, and we go right through that, then zigzag up and down through kind of a woodsy line area with a little wooden post and ropes dividing the things. When we finally spiral our way close enough to the load area, we can see that the ride vehicles here are actually larger than they are in Florida. They look like beehives on their side, and there's three rows that can seat two, two, and two, or maybe two parents and a small child. So there's uh, a seating for six, and when we get up to the load area, there's air gates there, which were not in Florida when the ride opened out there. And we line up in front of, um, on the ground, it looks like little honey pots marking the rows one, two, and three. Now our beehive will be pulling up here in a moment. 
the air gates will open and we can step inside. Oh, front row. That's nice. Cast members tell us to bounce on in, guys. Now this one heads out going to the right, the opposite direction of the one in Florida. And the beehives seem to be uh, dispatched two by two, so there's one in front of us. When the vehicles take off, they both go forward and then turn to the left and enter in through the barn that would have been the walking entrance into the waiting area for country bears. We stop and the one goes ahead of us and we see the doors close behind it. Doors on the left and on the right, traditional dark ride style, and we wait for our turn once all the doors are closed. Now we take off and we see barn doors with leaves painted on them to the left and the right and the left and the right open as we go through. And it turns into bushes with projections of leaves floating around. We open up into a large blustery day area. We see Winnie the Pooh on the left on the balloon. On the right is Kanga and Roo holding on to each other. We swerve around to the left and we see Piglet over to our right spiraling around. And over to our left is Al sitting in a chair, waving at us. He doesn't get his barn in this version. We immediately go into the rain scene. We see Tigger and Piglet to the left, and Pooh stuck in a honeypot spinning around to our left. Eeyore and Rabbit. Then we go through that scene into kind of a, a building area. We see Tigger pop up in front of us behind some bushes. All the time our vehicle wobbles the entire trip. Tigger pops down from the ceiling inside the house, and ahead of us is a table, and over to the right is Pooh sitting in his chair, and he slowly rises up in a little Haunted Mansion ghost effect, and the lights don't completely dim here like they do in Florida. But then we go through a very dark left and right hallway, and we follow a projection of Pooh. We finally open up to the Huffleups and Woozles psychedelic scene. We see a psychedelic Tigger lying down or sitting on Pooh, who's on his back. Honey and black lights and spiraling things all over. We see Pooh in a hot air balloon bobbing up and down in the middle of the room as we kind of spiral around him. On the ground to our left is a big spiraling pool of honey as if it's going down a drain. Nice little projection effect there. No smoke rings in this version. And as we leave the scene, we see a bunch of honey, like we're going through honey caverns, and we see Pooh coming out of a big honey cavern. Instead of him being in a book, he's in a whole honey cavern with honey all over him. To the right, we see some more paintings of Huffalumps and Woozles, kind of psychedelic blacklight painting. And we open into Pooh's house again, and we see the birthday party going on on our left. It's nothing like a book, no books at all in this one. It's more like actual scenes from, well, from Pooh's house. They're jumping up and down, very animated. Happy birthday. We see doors open to the left and the right as we're leaving from Al. Lots of uh, presents to Pooh from Eeyore. Lots of honey. And as the doors open to the left and right and left and right, we can see daylight outside as we're leaving the building and going back to the outside unload area. We go out and turn to the left. On the left of us is uh, rock work and lots of green vegetation. To the right, we see some of the gift shops and the Winnie the Pooh meet and greet. And since they want us to exit on to the right, when we get a little closer to our position, they've got us waiting for the 
waiting for the car in front of us, apparently. There's a little beehive sitting to the left with a speaker in it buzzing like bees. I guess it's kind of a nice little subtle way to encourage people to get out on the right-hand side. And we pull forward into the unload area, and then we step out to our right and head back into the edge of Critter Country. Now, as you can probably tell, just like with Snow White and most of the other Fantasyland attractions, there's a lot of similarities between the California and the Florida version, but a lot of differences. A lot of times, entire scenes are recreated, at least somewhat, but possibly put into different orders. And other times, things are just replaced completely. There's some effects that you can find in the Florida version, like the smoke ring that's blown towards you, that are missing completely from Disneyland. But Disneyland adds things like poo in the hot air balloon, and he's nowhere to be found in Florida. Now, there is a nice little tribute to the country bearers in the California version. Right when you exit the Huffalump and Woozle psychedelic scene, if you're sitting in one of the first two rows and look directly up, you'll see the three animal heads that used to sing on the uh, wall at Disneyland's version, you'll see them mounted up there. Now, they're not the animatronic heads that were used in the attraction. They're actually the non-animatronic heads that you could find sitting on the wall at the mile-long bar at the back of Critter Country. Um, but they're left there as a nice little tribute to the original attraction for that area. Now, whichever one of these attractions you prefer is really going to depend a lot on what you look for. Larger vehicles, different vehicles, uh, there's more Tigger in the one in Florida, there's a better line at the one in California. The show order is different, so depending on how you like the story, you may like one over the other. Florida definitely has more of a cartoonish storybook, we're going through a book type fill, while the one in California seems more like going through um, the Hundred Acre Wood, something like that. Well... This is just another one of those comparisons about the first version, the second version, and gosh, I wish you could all see the video of Pooh's Honey Hunt from Tokyo Disneyland. It is absolutely an amazing attraction. The vehicles don't even travel on tracks. They actually wander through on their own computer control and can take different routes and zigzag around each other. It's a really, really unique system, and we don't have anything like it here in America yet, but uh, oh, who knows, maybe we'll see some of that technology make it back here. They do have the smoke ring generator in Tokyo, I noticed. It's uh, used in their version of the Indiana Jones adventure. Well, anyway, the next time you're there, take an extra picture, shoot some extra video, because you really never know when something you like, love, or hate is going to go away and never be around again. And on that note, I think that'll do it for me this time, so be sure to visit DisneyFans.com, where you can browse over 25,000 digital pictures... Actually, it may be closer to 30,000 by now, that I've taken at Disneyland, Disney World, and other theme parks across the country. You can also check out dozens of downloadable videos, 3D videos, and other things from the Disney parks here. And if you want to drop me a note, my email address is alan, that's A-L-L-E-N, at DisneyFans.com. And remember the website, anothercrappypodcast.com, where you can go and click over to the crappy podcast world map and put your push pin in and show the world where you proudly listen to this stuff this has been the park hopping podcast show number 23 winnie the poos thanks for listening another crappy podcast production be sure to visit anothercrappypodcast.com to learn more about this and other equally exciting uh, podcasts